Hello, dear podcast listener. It's Luke here. I just wanted to give you a heads up that I had a bit of a mic issue for this episode, and uh, so my voice will not sound as buttery smooth as it always does, but should be back to normal next week. We got some great songs, and we're looking back at our favorite albums of the year. So here we go. Best of 2023, part one. Well, it's best song ever, not a podcast better, tunes are cool and the jokes are clever, it's a worthwhile endeavor. Welcome to Best Song Ever. The end is getting near. The end of the year approaches. 2023 is on its way out, and we're here to recap all the great albums that came out this year. I'm your host, Luke LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my music-loving muchacho, Kevin Connor. What up, Kev? Let's get this year out of here. Get on out of here. Uh, we're about to wrap it up. It's going to be great. I did like 2023. It was a good one, but like I'm always yeah. down for a fresh start. Yeah. Yeah. You got married in it, so yeah. you're biased. Um, a little bit. But some great music, as always. I mean, we, uh, as the hunters of all these wonderful songs, we always have quite a lengthy list. You want to guess how long my long catch-all list is? Yeah, because I actually want to talk about mine. Um, I'm saying yeah. 78. No, I'm currently at 102, ah. and I got a few more um, that I want to... And I just threw that, like, I threw everything I liked in there um, so throughout I, the year. I should have talked about this in my wrapped, but I feel like this year was the death of the music middle class for me. Um, because the rich got richer. Like, I listened to my favorites probably more than ever. Yeah, and then I listened to should. a lot of stuff once. And then was like, nah. Like, that, yeah. not returning. Um, and I really missed out on, like, the 10 listens, you know? Like, the, the albums I liked, kinda. Um, mm-hmm. So, even in making my top 20, I had to kind of, like, dig in and be like, alright, what did I listen to that I really, really liked? And go through and do, like, a lot of research. Because um, I genuinely, I had, like, a top 17. Yeah, so my process is, like a bit different and it's because I've done similar things in the like past where Mm -hmm. I'm a little more loose about it. So now I've put some structure in place for myself to help me because I just have this and then I actually kept up with my monthly playlist and I would go back, but I still at least made a playlist for each month of like all this stuff. So I definitely slacked in some months, but, um, but yeah, I definitely like put some structure in, for myself which helps but i did want to say that give a little disclaimer with our rankings because like the rankings a little arbitrary and i think we say a version of this every year but like it's more just a mark like you're saying of the amount we listen to something and love something and so these albums are all just different degrees of awesome and the ranking is more just an excuse for us to talk about them and to highlight once I really stood up. I always say it's favorite, not best. Yeah, definitely. So you got, you had to like scrounge yours up, you know, and you were very selective. Yeah. Whereas and, 
I had a huge list that I had to call I love down. them all. Like, I, I had to go and spend the last couple weeks revisiting stuff. That's... Yeah, ins- as you have to. Instead of sure. carving away at the marble, I had to throw some more paint on the canvas. You know? like Oh, which the other part of my process, which I just started this year, is towards the end, like, end of October, early November, I went through... I took recommendations from you from Brian, my cousin, from lists I saw, and just made this big list fuckery to come up with everything that could fuck my list up. And so I feel like that helped because I don't always do that look back at the end of the year and Mm -hmm. like, okay, what did I miss? And I'll be talking about one of these ones that I almost missed, and uh, now it's on my list. I saw a TikTok that was like, here are albums you missed this year, and three of them are in my top 20 nice yeah it was like a month it was a month yeah i I was just late uh it was a month ago and i like literally some of my it was like maybe i don't know 12 albums so not all every one of them made it um and some of them i had listened to but there were a couple uh that made big impressions okay well let's get into it i want to hear what's on your list hit us with that number 20 sorry i just didn't read this email Did we... I said, like, the best albums. I feel like sometimes I forget that. I We're so. going to be talking about our best album, our favorite albums of the year. <laughs> just because I'm like... Dude, sometimes I just assume the listener yeah. knows that. And we just gloss over it. Um, yeah. So let's get into our list of best albums of 2023, Kev. You want to hit me with that top 20? Yes. And uh, this song... Or this album, the song in my playlist in particular, is, I think, a new... A new trend in the last couple of years. It's the, oh, I've heard that on TikTok. Like, yes. that happens more and more. Um, and especially when I'm, like, listening to an album, something I may maybe have missed, or that had singles come out ahead of time, and I'll be midway through and, like, listening kind of in the background, doing something, and my ears will perk up, and I'm like, yeah. I recognize that. Um so this is number 20, um, Going, Going, Gone by Hemlock Springs, uh, which is a great pop, like, synth bubblegummy album. She's really kind of got, like, I like a, a quirky range. Like, like it goes from, like, kind of deep to kind of high at times. Um, and the album is really concise. It's, like, 20 minutes long but well it, it it every song is really good uh girlfriend is a song that if you're looking this up you, you want to figure out it's like a very like kind of like staccato we like bridge um that got yoinked as a sound and became a thing uh but the whole album is great and i've been a big fan of it since i found it my number 20 is a recent release and uh, it got quite a hold on me. It's Blanket by Kevin Abstract. Um, Ooh, yeah. This just came out in November. And uh, yeah, it was definitely, I think, I loved Kevin Abstract's previous work, but this definitely grabbed my attention because it was very different. He was inspired by like Modest Mouse and Nirvana mm-hmm. and Sunny Day Real Estate. And so it's very like sludgy rock, but then like, the one song that really 
I got like addicted to was Madonna, which is kind of like the slower, like sadder song, but it's like this character study of this person, this girl who like thinks she's Madonna. And it's like, just like those people who I feel like I've known who, you know, you're just like, Oh, they're just like constantly partying out all night. They're kind of like they're running away from something, but it's like, it's kind of hopeful, but also heartbreaking. So, and there's some other great ones. Also, uh, got to shout out the closing track, which has Kara Jackson, who is on my big list of best albums of the year, and MJ Lenderman, who we'll talk about in our next best of, because he's in the band Wednesday, who are on my in my top ten. So, uh, so this is a fun like year end little. Uh, my friend is the name of that song. So you got a little coming together of year end artists there. I, you know, I would say, ooh, Wednesday, that was a good album. I really enjoyed it. Um, and that's not the biggest coincidence here, because I'd like to talk about my, about my number 19. Uh, oh! It's it. Blanket by Kevin Abstract. <laughs> oh, nice! I, uh, yeah, this album is so good. I said that I was really excited for it. Um, and, like, Modest Mouse, Sunny Day Real Estate, like, all those bands that are huge references on it are, like, some yeah. of my favorites. So this was he had a dartboard on the wall with my face on it with this one and just <laughs> like got it um this um you told fantastic. me about it that's yeah. why i listened and I, so I you were like heard, hey that's coming out i had heard the first single and it was like immediately on my radar as a yeah. list fucker uh maybe it's not even a list fucker because i knew it was coming so i was like yeah this is yeah the spot we were prepared for it <laughs> uh yeah and i i'm a huge fan of this album so I'll talk about my number 19, and then we're going to hear a song from it. This comes from the incredible Australian singer-songwriter, Genesis Owusu. Yeah, yeah, I know we were both uh, big fans of his album Smiling With No Teeth mm-hmm. back in 2021. And uh, that album had such a great, like, varied sound and memorable costume with the bandages. Yeah. And it was, like, an interesting concept, and he does that really well. Uh Again, talking about a dartboard with your face on it, Kev, you needed to be at this show because it was Genesis Wusu opening for Paramore and Block Party, which wow. that would have been a lineup. I would have loved to see that. That you know um, what? I was I was going to go to Boston earlier this year. Um Yeah. And it just like we looked at hotel rooms and it was like, oh, fifteen hundred bucks a night. And I was like, Nope. Uh, yeah, sold our tickets. I think like that whole experience, we like lost twelve dollars and like planning on it, so it was all good. Uh, but it was for Paramore and Queens of the Stone Age, and I yeah. think that's the only thing that would have topped that. Right, and so yeah, and I was like, I could see that because he does have kind of like some eighties influenced. I think maybe Paramore and Black uh, Party's Genesis. a great pairing. And Block Party, I feel like, have some of the similar, like, guitar sounds and do a little, like, post-punk thing. But, uh, you know, he does a great range of styles, and that's what we get on his second album, Struggler. And I was uh, blown away by this one. Another great concept album, and this follows, like, a roach. And that I think that's a really interesting idea. It comes back on many songs and you're going to hear it on this song that we're going to hear. Uh, and it's this interesting idea of this resilient pest who keeps surviving. And, uh, you know, it's kind of framed different ways because it can kind of be victorious, but can also be kind of, uh, I feel like he really leans into the like 
snotty pest thing. Uh, and so it's a really interesting concept. He always has these very evocative concepts that he's exploring with his lyrics, with these like interesting literary references and ideas that are weaved in there. So uh, pair that with some awesome, awesome instrumentals. And uh, we're going to take a listen to the opening track, Leaving the Light, which uh, there's some great ones that come later on the album, but this is just a banger of an opener. And the lyric of, there's a God better run and he's coming for me, has been playing on my head, and I'll just say that as I'm walking around the house. So let's take a listen to Genesis Owusu with Leaving the Light. Yeah, hot diggity dog. Of course. That it's great. Yeah. 
Um, and I, I feel like both Genesis Owusu albums have been such kind of a eclectic scatterbrain of songs, if that makes sense. Like he he explores a hundred different ideas throughout an album. And oh yeah, you should see the video by the way, because that's a good way to describe the video for this, which is like these wild like visual effects, like things bleeding uh-huh. into each other. And I just like I. I could take a whole album of this and like, he doesn't want to do that and that's fine. Um, but I, like I, every, every Genesis of song is so good. And then I like within an album, I'm just like shocked. They're all part of one thing. It's, it's crazy. And I feel like you do get a kind of, I mean, this one's the the synth is kind of unique, but you kind of get this, uh, sound throughout the album. It's funny because you're talking about, he doesn't want to do that. I was watching his interview with Fantano and uh, he was like, my manager's like, we really need to get some hits, man. We really need to get some hits. And he's like, yeah, and that's what I was trying to do. And then I wrote a concept album about a roach. <laughs> and so he's like, <laughs> he just wants to do what, what's true to him and what is like interesting to him. Yeah. Uh, but I, it's better. Yeah, for I love it. Like I, like yeah. it's a hundred percent. Like he, this is great. A great album. And I am always excited for more from him. Uh, the Stay Blessed video is very good. And you get a lot of the roach imagery on there. I feel like that's kind of like a good sequel to this song. And it's very like rocky and punky. And it's fun. So, yeah, this album, definitely worth a listen. Love everything that he's put out so far. So that was Genesis Wusu with Leaving the Light from Struggler. And that is out now on Arnis slash AWOL recordings. Alright. Talking about number 18. And Luke, you know when you have someone, Leo Di- Leonardo DiCaprio, and they're like, how the fuck has he not won an Oscar yet? I know how when I have Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, you know when you have <laughs> on the Leo Leonardo DiCaprio. How how has this guy been so consistently good and not ended up on one of my lists? And I yeah. I was talking about the specific album to Annie and I was like, I wish Spotify gave you a more detailed data set of like your most listened to artists. Cause this is an artist that I would say probably is in my top 15, the last five years in a row. Um, yeah, it's someone I listen to constantly. Someone that puts out music super consistently, always puts out a good album and they just dropped one very recently. And this is my revenant. Like I love it. It's <laughs> this is for their whole body of work. Cause it's also good. But this album is a great representation of it. Zartificial Intelligence by Zarface. Oh, shit. I haven't even listened. It's, you know what? Here's the thing. If you've heard one Zarface album, you've heard them all. They, and I don't mean that in a bad way. They are ultra consistent in what they do. And like their stuff with MF Doom, I think is the pinnacle. Like that is the best. Like he obviously lends himself so well to that style. But that that trio of 7L and Esoteric with Inspector Deck, just, like, it's like, it's like Run the Jewels to me, you know? We're like, how were these people doing music before they found each other? Because they are yes. so meant to be putting out records. And uh, just the, the, the fun track names, the song I've got in my little playlist is named Zarkimedes Death Ray. And it's great. They've got such a... F- fucking cool aesthetic like it's all the comic booky yeah. things there's one Amazing. song where they like it's um 
what's that one old hip hop song that's like the alphabet aerobics? You know what I'm talking about? Where it's like Apple Aardvark something something. Yeah. It, it, they do one of that with all Marvel characters. Like it's that's awesome. It's just is a it Delta fun... Funky of the Sapien? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Someone out there is screaming at their car. <laughs> what it is, but um. It's it's a great album. I have been listening to it and therefore listening to their older albums because, again, they're a band I listen to quite a bit because they are always so good, and I'm proud to put them on the list this year. Beautiful. Need to check that one out. I already added it to my list, Fuckery, which has like 10 albums that I just want to listen to and probably add to my list and then call it a year. Yep. All right, well... On to my number 18. This uh, is an artist that did show up in my Spotify wrapped. I listened to the opening track from this album so much that it was one of my top five listened songs. Wow. Uh, Yeah, this is the album Heavy Heavy by Young Fathers. Mm. Uh, This is a great trio that I heard years ago on like All Songs Considered and have followed them for years. Uh, Yeah. Oh, it's wow. 2015 white men or black men too is the album they put out in 2015 that's when i heard them so uh it's been eight years now and uh 2015 is the new three years ago like yeah for sure (laughs) um and uh they just have such a unique sound great like percussion and then they'll all sort of bring different things to it and like so you'll hear different vocals different styles uh one dude kind of raps or like he's got a really gruff voice and then like uh the aloysius who's the main singer has just like an incredible voice who sing beautifully and so really loved this i just feel like they're getting better and better every album and uh this was a early in the year favorite for me. So I think that's why it ended up on Spotify wrapped. Cause that's kind of skewed to the beginning of the year. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I had to get it in the top 20 somewhere. Do you feel any freedom right now? Because Spotify isn't putting anything towards your wrapped. Uh, I don't really, I'm not, you know, we like the wrapped, but this year showed me that it's, it's kind of weird. I don't it's know. I had songs sure. in my, top songs playlist where i'm like i listened to that like three times like there's no way i listen to other stuff way more so i've always thought that clicking on a song to play it like must weigh it like a hundred x more because i always end up with the first songs on albums and like yeah you're gonna listen to that more because you may finish the album there's weird stuff like that yeah it it is weird i do like in listening to my some of my new top 10s like favorite albums i've listened to artists enough to like heavily have skewed the data if it was still counting yeah (laughs) so i'm like i'm like glad i can do that without and be a fucking psycho about listening to the same album over and over again um so, yeah, you want to give me your 17? Luke, this is a band that I know that we both are fans of. I believe you've played them on the pod. Uh, and their album stuck with me this year. It's Overcoats with Winner, which was just, I think, Overcoats at their finest. Like, just doing the Overcoats thing. Like, it wasn't, to me, a fully experimental album where they like went beyond what they'd previously done in the past. But it was the best execution of their formula. 
Nice. Good harmonies on there? Oh, you wouldn't believe it. You would. Yeah, but baby. It's, it's very good. Um, it kind of re- reminds me of like the previous tennis albums that have come out. Um, I feel like they've got similar-ish vibes. Um, yeah. And those have been on my year-end lists. So now I'm uh, I'm super happy that like they've they've entered. You're giving me some good recs. I haven't heard this one either, and I really like Overcoat. So yeah, need to check this out for sure. All right, well, now I'm going to talk about my 17, and we're going to hear a song from it once again. And this one I'm really excited about, Kev, because I don't know if you've heard this, and I feel like you will really like it, and I've just been especially recently obsessed with it. Uh, This comes from the band Geese, which is a band based out of Brooklyn. They just put out their debut album in 2021, and uh, I was reading this on their Wikipedia. It's very interesting. A few of the members had received acceptance letters to attend schools such as Oberlin College and Berkeley College of Music. The band had intended to break up once they graduated high school in 2020. Towards mid-2020, however, the band's self-produced demos attracted attention from several record labels. So, kind of interesting. They were about to break up and uh, head off to college. So there's some youngsters, I guess, if they just graduated in uh, 2020. But I'm very glad they did not break up because this album is amazing. It's called 3D Country. And it's, uh, you know, I love a a concept and an aesthetic. If I had to sum this one up, it would be horny cowboy rock. Uh, Whoa! (laughs) There's a song called, yeah, there's a song called uh, Cowboy Nudes on it. And uh, the song we're going to hear, the titular. 3D Country is about a cowboy on a psychedelic trip and it's so good and I feel like it encapsulates like the best of what uh they do on this album where it's just like there's so many like great grooves it's just it's not settling it's moving it's shifting and then our lead singer uh someone by the name of Cameron Winter uh has such a unique voice that takes on so many like different shades and it's just wild to hear so uh pop on them cowboy boots put a little stetson hat on your head and let out a big old yeehaw as we take a listen to geese with 3d country since i was born i've heard the voice of the father Goes in the one ear, on out the other. Hit me, baby, show me the floor. I was Cassidy's gunman, she was his daughter. That was the country, and we were young. And I was water, I was rum. Cowboy cried and I gave up on love and you gave up on life. 
diggity dog. Booyah! It still peaked. I I even tested it, and it still <laughs> peaked. So apologies to the listener. Um, That's okay. I think our singer would support it because he likes to go hard. What a great like voice. Yeah. Like it's it's totally unique and it yeah it, it was great and then they added in like the backing vocals of like the yeah oh, and that so was much. such a good combo with that um yeah. i'm like i feel like i heard about this album and then didn't get to it and it sucks yeah. to be me Although now yeah. it's great to be me. No, it's great to be it. you because yeah. you can go check it out. And that's what I was like, because you're a, a rock fan yeah. in particular. And I'm like, they, you know, I think they started as more like post-punk typical rock band, you know, but I think they're going to some interesting new places on this one. But yeah, I've been obsessed with that song and I feel like it, his voice is so interesting. It gives me shades of like your lou reeds or matt berniger i'm trying to think of who sings low who it reminds me of um but uh then the scream is like so interesting oh that almost i don't know reminds me of like hedwig and the angry inch uh (laughs) some of the songs on there it's Uh so like theatrical the way it starts low and then by the end hit me motherfucker (laughs) it's the best (laughs) ending line to a song in history uh so yeah i've been obsessed with this song and cowboy nudes is so good too and then the song after that is kind of like a slowed down one, so it's interesting to hear that. But I love the band sounds like they kind of are adjacent to like Black Country New Road or Black Midi. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of like some other like post punk bands, but then I feel like adding this those like ethereal vocals, the uh the gospel y sounds, like you said, uh takes to the next level. So every once that, in a while someone like takes a a band that isn't a, a country band. I guess it's probably more Western, but like, and just like, yeah, puts a layer that of that aesthetic. sheen on top. And yeah. it is so good. It's so great. Um, and the album cover is interesting because I thought it was some, I thought it was like the opposite way that it is. It's someone with like a cowboy hat over their face with their like legs in the air. Um, yeah. So and a mushroom cloud this. in the background. Yes. So that was Geese with 3D Country from the album of the same name, 3D Country, out now on Partisan Records, slash Play It Again, Sam. And yeah, enjoy that, Kev. I think you're really going to dig that album. I do like rock. You have you proclaimed that but a moment ago, yes. and I'm going to prove it right now with my number 16, an album I grappled with in Times New Robin by Queens of the Stone Age. Mm. Um, I it, it took a while for me to kind of get into this album. I really, I I thought I'd cracked it, and I was like, it's just sequenced poorly. Um, start mm. midway through and then run it back like all the way to that midpoint. You resequenced like me? Not even resequenced, but just like play side B first, and then play side A. Um, and I did that for a long time and then eventually just got lazy and started playing it from the jump and realized like, no, this album is great. It's a slow start. Um, especially compared to a lot of their other stuff where like no one knows is like track three on songs for the deaf, right? Like they go 
huge really quick. Yeah. But I think they in this album they really kind of leaned into it. Not to say that anything isn't rocking from the jump, but the songs that really stick out to me um, come in the back half of the album. Uh, Carnivore and what the people say, which is just a very like Queens of Stone Age esque <laughs> pun. Um, both go super super well, and like Paper Machetes are in the album and it's great. But this album grew and grew on me and more and more and more i liked it and like it made it into here all right well i'm gonna go on to my 16 and this one just uh got in under the wire this is uh time ain't accidental by jess williamson and geese my last one had a mushroom cloud on the cover this has a lightning bolt on the cover and it's a really sweet uh album photo but you might know Jess from the group Planes with Waxahachie. That was the two of them teaming up last year, and that was a really good album. Planes so that, like I'm getting like on a plane, the, or Planes like White Mana and Magic the Gathering? The second one. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's where I first heard of Jess and put, that, put her on my radar. And this one is so good. You may have heard Hunter. It kept playing after a lot of my like year-end uh, listening, and it kept coming up, and I'm like, this song's so freaking good. So I uh, went back and checked that album out, and it's great. It's about like love and lust and past, uh, like sort of like, you know, the past lives you leave behind when you leave people behind. Mm-hmm. And so it's really uh, a cool, like look at those things and uh just got a hold of me at the end so jess williamson time ain't accidental there you go awesome we enter the second quarter of our top 20 uh with my number 15 and luke and just in just retrospect i love you oh thank you is the name of teen jesus and the gene teasers album that is number 15 on my list uh that band i played them on the podcast last year they had why do you always do this to me kevin i can i can i can be earnest sometimes but just not today (laughs) um i played them on the podcast last year they had a great ep uh, i was just eagerly awaiting an album and we finally got it in october of this year with i love you and uh, the title track is great. Like it's just a repetition of those three words, which obviously are so important. Uh, it features some of those songs from that earlier EP, like Ah, which what is that? What I played. So like, it's kind of crazy to hear a song that you heard a year ago on an album, but I wasn't mad about it because I was like, Oh, this song is great. I I love this song. Um, so. They uh they have just put a great kind of rocky pop punk album out and it this one like got a lot of listening since it came out. So I'm a big fan. And uh their like, aesthetic is really great too. Yeah, hundred percent. Like they're like the album cover's awesome. Yeah, it's it's very um it's almost very... like eighties hair metal, but or like teen pop from the 90s it's like some interesting things going on i was gonna say let it be because it's them in the four quadrants (laughs) and then there's that too yeah but they all kind of look like 
mug shots. They're all ups- they all look kind of pissed to be having their photo taken. It's rock and roll. Yeah, it's it is very rock and roll. Um, <laughs> and I I'm a I love this album. And Luke, I love you. That's the name of it. And I love Jesus. Teen Jesus. Teen Jesus. <laughs> we don't talk about Teen Jesus. We talk about the adult one endlessly. We talk about young Sheldon all the time, but what about Teen Jesus? <laughs> Baby Jesus comes up right around this time of year. What was Teen Jesus doing? <laughs> the teen reason for the teen season. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the name. Yep. All right. Oh, Kev, this uh, next, my... Uh, Number 15 definitely is in the big TikTok songs of this year because Drive Me Crazy by Lil Yachty was uh, a big hit this year. And I heard that, definitely heard a loop of that coming out of my wife's phone over and over again. Um, yeah. Um, but we Let's listen, Start Here is the name of the album, I should say. And I'm, I'm not going to be cute about it this time. I will just outright say it that we have yet again... Uh, put an album back to back because this is my number 14 yes let's just um, talk about it yeah it's so good and yeah. i like i feel like in the time where we were like this came out really early in the year um very early what february uh, or january so. january yeah and Yachty like, going into psychedelic rock and like I, the like, first I, song's like, like Pink Floydy. It's interesting. People are like, you gotta listen to the new Lil Yachty album. It's great. And I was like, oh sure. I was a doubter. I was a hater. I didn't believe. Um, and it was so good. It's uh, it is. It's it's very Tame Impala influenced. I feel like that's the yeah. easy thing to pull from. But yeah, Pink Floyd in ways which not anywhere I would have thought Lil Yachty was going. Um, And then you have Drive Me Crazy, which is just kind of, like, funky and, like, not really, like, that other stuff at all that much. And so, yeah, there's just, like, a lot of interesting stuff on it. Yeah, Running Out of Time was the track that I loved. And in my, I had, like, a playlist that I made of kind of just, like, all my favorite albums and the best tracks from them. And when I didn't shuffle it, it was actually back-to-back against Paramore's Running Out of Time, which came out this year. (laughs) And... Just, like, a cool thing to see, like, what a song about the same thing with the same name can, like, be so different. <laughs> yeah. I also, like, I feel like it's worth talking about the album cover. Um, because it's, yeah. like, a, it's it's very AI-generated seeming, right? I don't know if it actually was or not, but it's a bunch of people and it's all just, like, a little fucked up. Like, AI yeah. was even more so early in the year. Now it's a lot scarier because it's it's not putting extra digits on people. And um, it almost looks like a painting with like fucked up brush strokes too. But yeah, yeah. it could have been. It, it it felt like it feels it looking back, it was very prescient. Like that yeah. it, it that was Definitely. Like the direction he went. And with. the fact that it's like executives behind a desk with the contract laughing, like yeah. feels like a uh, version of the strikes we saw. Um and you know, Kev, it's worth noting that when we first heard Lil Yachty, he was just a little teen Jesus. <laughs> he was he was really young. And so I feel like, as he says, the boy is now a man in it. It's like he's growing up. He's branching out creatively. And I think we see a much more mature, uh, like, and an artist really coming into their own and finding themselves. So A big really Yachty, if you will. 
<laughs> a big Yowdy. <laughs> um, so that was all right. your 15. That was my, my 15, 14. your 14. So what's your 14? I'll tell you because we're going to hear a song from it. Ooh. And we heard a song from it not that long ago uh, because this is from Pale Hound. The album Eye on the Bat. Yep. And so... This is like number 21. I was listening to it today and I was really like, do I do it? Um, Yeah, it was like, I mean, I had it in the top 10 at one point. Uh, It's so good. And I know we were both fans of like The Bachelor Project with Melina from JSOM. And so it's no surprise. We listened to Independence Day and loved it. And I loved my evil and all the singles from it. And, you know, Independence Day kind of focused on a breakup. And I think a lot of the album kind of ends, deals with this ending of this relationship. And so this song, I feel like is, we're going to listen to The Clutch, which I think was the first single that came out that got me really like excited for this album. But this is kind of like feels like a relationship on the brink of destruction. It's like, if we release the clutch at any point, we're going to come to a screeching halt is like the lyric that they say in here. It rocks hard. It has some great lyrics. So let's take a listen to pale hound with the clutch. I didn't want to see that bloody hand on your stomach. That night.
Yeah, hot tickety dog. They're all bangers. The next two weeks, all bangers. Yeah, baby. Oh, also, the uh, eye on the bat. There's also my face in the glove. And I'm like, that's a lyric in this song. I'm like, is that some more like baseball imagery of like (laughs) just fumbling it? You know, which I know is football. But (laughs) Uh, no, eye on the bat. It, in a sports terminology, would be totally incorrect. Right. You want it on the ball. Uh, on the ball. I know so, that from, like, yeah. Sam From Lock your dad yelling, at you, <laughs> yelling it at you while you're in the batting cages? Or was that no. just me? That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> I'm just... My dad's not listening, but sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you apologize. Uh, yeah, I. you know what? I This might be an album that in, like, three months, I'm like, I was an idiot for not having it in my top whatever um it's it's a great album i'm glad you have it i will tout it up as much as i can it's it's fantastic yeah agreed it rocks it's amazing uh also i love that last lyric because it's like you didn't need my help it's something about finding yourself and you didn't need my help uh which i feel like i interpreted it different but i feel like it's kind of saying like you know, you didn't need me to, you had the answer in you all along. And also I put in all this work to help you to find yourself. And it seems like they're kind of left behind and the end of it. And, uh, then like, I love that line about releasing the clutch and then with it's a punch in the gut. And that's repeated, like right when the like band kicks in like hardcore, you know, and the, the guitar kicks in. And so love this album, love this song. Uh, yeah, some rock super hard, has some very vulnerable emotional lyrics, um, and so highly recommend. So that was Pale Hound with The Clutch from Eye on the Bat, and that is out now on Polyvinyl. Luke, I have such a specific 13. Um, it is the Deluxe Edition. Of Starfucker by Slater. Um, oh, okay. Only the deluxe. Only the deluxe. So, Starfucker came out early in the year, and Slater was like a very hyper pop. Uh, this album was a little more like glam, electro techno pop. Uh, and I listened to it, and it was good. It had some great songs. But it starts with like us. It's a song called I Love Hollywood, and it's very just, it's a lot. Um,. <laughs> And I, it's like I, Taylor Swift starting 1989. With with honestly, York. a little bit. <laughs> like it's a, it's, it's not my favorite song in this kind of album context. It was a little off-putting. I listened to the album less because of it. The deluxe came out, and I don't even know why I turned it on. Like I was like, oh, whatever. You know, I, I maybe I think I was revisiting the album because like I should give it a fair shake. The deluxe is out. Maybe I'll take. Maybe it'll change my mind. What she did and I've never seen an artist do this, is the the deluxe tracks are the first three tracks of the deluxe edition. Um, usually I feel like they're they're in the back at the end. And it's totally mm. changed the album sequencing for yeah. me. Like, it's now got a really good build. The title track was a deluxe track and is now the the starting first track. And, like, I don't... Mm. It, it totally changed my perception of the album. You're able to, like get through a couple bops, a slower-ish song before you get to this big, glammy, loud song that now 
feels a lot more contextualized within the album versus being like the upfront. Yeah. It's wild to me. It's never happened in a way where like a re-release with a couple new tracks has changed an album so much for me, but it did. And it's, it is, you know, a little bit hyper pop. It's glam pop really comes to mind. Um, and she's got the very like raunchy lyrics and everything. Uh, but it's, it's an album that I've been revisiting more and more and like have liked more and more, especially since this new one came out, which was only this month. Uh, so I don't need to tell you how important sequencing is on an album, but this one changed the game for me. There you go. To Slater, I say Slater. (laughs) With, with three was yes. Three was, was that not clear in the way I said that? No, I'm just letting the people Slay-ya. know. <laughs> Slay-ya. 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 All right. Well, uh, that was your 13. My 13 is uh, one that I feel like this was a later in the year release, like October, September. Okay. And I listened to it once. I was like, that's so good. And then just recently I was uh, went away uh, for got an Airbnb with some friends recently and i was driving up there by myself and i had a bunch of albums that i was going to listen to on the way and it was like getting dark and i was like getting tired and like okay i need to get through and it was the perfect time for midair by romy to come on uh because it's like very uh clubby this album this is uh-huh. romy from the xx and, oh that's right yeah uh, yeah and so it's great because it's like the very like you know, Romy's voice is like haunting and very like emotional, vulnerable lyrics. Um, and you know, it's about like falling in love with women and like coming of age. And, uh, but then it's set like the XX, like brutal emotionality (laughs) that you expect, you know? And, but then you get these club beats coveted and it's like just great builds. And Fred again is featuring on a track, another great electronic artist. And so this one, it was like, I was just driving in the night as it's just like the beats bumping. And I'm just like, yes, getting me through my drive, Romy. <laughs> um, and so then I've been obsessed with it ever since. Every time and, I hear Fred again, I know that it's not right said Fred. But for a second, I think, wow, they've got the I'm Too Sexy Band. And every time I hear Right Said Fred, I think Drop Dead Fred. And I'm like, wow, they got the imaginary friend of that little girl? <laughs> That's, I do, honestly. I'm like, wait, is that the movie or the guy who's when I hear Right Said Fred? But, uh, but no, Fred Again's great. Uh, and that song is my favorite one. The uh, But there's so many jams. Twice, Love Her, She's On My Mind. Uh, and I really hope this tour comes. I famously talked about how Sampha, who may come up later on my list, opened for the XX, and I saw them before. So I saw that Romy's going on tour, so we should maybe catch a mid-air show. So that's my number 13. Uh, why don't you tell me about your 12? Um, excuse me while I pull this up, because no computer screen can properly display this album's name uh but oh, shit. it is <clears throat> petro draconic apocalypse <laughs> semicolon or 
Dawn of Eternal Night, colon, An Annihilation of Planet Earth and the Beginning of Merciless Damnation by King Ooh. Gizzard and the Lizard Shh. Wizard. Yeah, nice. Yeah. You got the boys on the list. The, the, the <laughs> most productive band in music, and I will go out right and say it, their best album since Nonagon Infinity. Whoa, I uh, need to listen to this one. It is metal as hell. I mean, it it is a it's literally got a dragon, like a it's it's a it's a Gia monster on the cover with like black billowing smoke coming out of like this like t- half torn down scaffolding like smokestack. Uh, they're they've done awesome music for years, and this one. I, they just so execute it well. And I think if I was a huge metal fan... Oh, I have heard Gila Monster, yeah. Yeah, if I was a huge metal fan, this might not be my favorite album, but it is such an approachable album as someone who's like likes the idea of metal in theory more than practice. Yeah. Um, that they're, they, they're fantastic, and this album got a ton of listening. And like in situations like your driving situation where I was like... I need something that'll give me some like juice. Yeah, uh, it's a great motor one. spirit. Oh, babe, you you better make sure you got cruise control on, or else you'll be going 150. <laughs> All right. Well, my number 12. I think you will probably have this one a little higher, Kev. I'm gonna need you to take a look at this TikTok really quick. Okay. Which it'll give away what I'm talking about. I can oh um, like I have a guess uh, as to what this is about, um, and I'm I'm excited. Well, the TikTok is every Olivia Rodrigo song. So. Oh, <laughs> okay. I was wrong. I thought this was gonna be a boy genius thing. Um, nope, they are much higher on my list. Okay, yeah. I you know what? You can say your piece because I'm not gonna get a chance to say mine this week. <laughs> oh, okay. What did you watch the TikTok? Oh, no, let me do it right now. <laughs> do you know who this is? Yes. So here, let's talk about it. So yeah. I just sent Kevin a TikTok. It's the guy who made Planet of the Base. Yeah. Um, Kyle but, Gordon. Yeah. So I just loved the. It's because I loved Olivia Rodrigo's album Guts. It's my number twelve. Uh, but I did crack up at that part. Like yeah. it's basically him saying every Olivia Rodrigo song. It's like. Well, I don't fucking care. Let's play a game of truth or fucking dare. And I th- feel like when I first listened to this album, I was like, oh, Disney kid wants to swear, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it, like, it really does feel like that. But the songs are so good. And so many of them were, like, so catchy and stuck with me. And I found myself returning to it. So I had this in my top ten at one point, had it very high up, um, and I feel like a lot of other things just sort of overtook it. And also I'm like, I, I do have a hard time putting a like huge mega pop star in my top 10, even though I do it sometimes make exceptions. But, um, but oh. I felt like in this I range, s- it was good for me. For you, it's different. Yeah, but. I super <laughs> don't. Um, there's, there's a huge, a couple huge acts in mine um, and I'm never going to apologize for it. Um, but yeah this album is good i will talk about it further next week that's all i'll say yeah so give me your 11 and then we're gonna hear a song from mine all right this you know what luke i think this is gonna be a surprise for you uh that this artist has her album ranked so low uh, oh, no. 
because this, so low. Oh no! This, this is an artist I've proclaimed to be an enormous fan of, uh, and this album has some amazing tracks, but I think lacks the consistency to push it into my top ten. And that is the loveliest time by Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh. Okay, no, that's as long as she's on your top 20, we're still good. Yeah, well, no, she's, like, since Emotion, I've I've fully put all of her stuff in my top 10. You're the I biggest CRJ stan I know, still. The, yeah, um, and I think this album is great, and I think a lot like that Queens of the Stone Age album, I don't love the sequencing. I think it starts not as strong as it could, uh, and... and it's got a couple songs that I don't love, and that's why it's kind of in this range. Because uh, yeah. the stuff I do love, really starting with Shy Boy at number five, uh, I think they're so good, and they work great. Psychedelic Switch is one of my favorite yeah. songs by her. That's, that's the banger, for sure. Yeah, so I, there's a, so much good on this album, and also some stuff that I could have done without, and I feel like that's kind of the risk... Every time she does these dual releases, like I just yeah, that kind of would one's love going to be better. Yeah, like if this plus the loneliest time were released together, and you took the best half of each, that's that's kind of an unimpeachable album to me. And I get again, it's her intent; she's doing what she wants to do. Uh. But you need I, to make the longliest time, <laughs> which is your mashup of the best of both of them. Maybe I will. Yeah, yeah. I'd check it out. That's my. That'll be my ten point five for next week. The long, the longliest time. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna go to my number eleven, and this comes from an amazing singer songwriter by the name of Joanna Sternberg. Are you familiar in the slightest, Kev? Yes, because of you, you, but yes. I was going to say, you probably know that I played uh, their song, This Is Not Who I Want To Be, on the pod back in 2019. And uh, they just released their second album, I've Got Me. And, you know, when I first heard that, that song back in 2019... Like, it's just a vocal and piano song and very, like, stripped back. And I was just, like, astounded. And it felt like discovering, like, a Judy Sill or a Daniel Johnston, these, like, amazing singer-songwriters that, from the past, that were, like, I feel like are overlooked, you know, and then you find this underrated gem. But it felt like hearing, like, a real modern-day live artist do this. And it was, uh, like, Joanna Sturmer's voice is so unique and it just became instantly iconic in my mind and so this year they released i've got me and uh i feel like more people are catching on now and i just love to see this evolution uh of an artist and you know you still do get a lot of stripped down piano songs but then you get some more full band sounds and uh And both are amazing, honestly. I'll take either. But uh, I did pick the banger of the album called People Are Toys to You. And it's just chronicling this nightmare of an ex and uh, just someone who uses people. And it's just a perfect encapsulation of the magic of Joanna Sternberg's music, the 
the writing and the sound, everything is just so perfect. So let's get out our blocks and our Lego sets and our action figures as we listen to Joanna Sternberg with People Are Toys to You. A much more reserved hot diggity dog yeah baby yeah this album is great i have listened to it joanna sternberg is incredible and just like has proven that they're an amazing songwriter and and don't need a ton of like overly produced stuff to just create amazing yeah. music it's it's the guitar it's drum it's piano it's 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 minimal and great and totally makes sense to be on your list like it's so it's yes. so your stuff it's the dartboard yes with your face on it yes there you go exactly i remember we were i was listening to this a lot in an airport and then was listening to the song that comes after this hi i am drifting on a cloud and i was like flying through the air listening to that and that's one of those like piano ballad ones which i just feel like they're all just as amazing and you know 
Uh, I know you're the banger bitch, Kevin, but you know me. Like you said, it's a dartboard with my face on it, mm-hmm. and I love a good toned down jam. And uh, Joanna Sternberg's got them by the dozens. And you're I, the folk freak. I'm the folk freak. Yes. Yeah, and that's what I feel like. Joanna Sternberg will be, you know, for generations down the line, will be one of these great folk singer-songwriters we look back at and are like, damn. Yeah. (laughs) So, that was Joanna Sternberg with People Are Toys to You from I've Got Me, and that is out now on Fat Possum Records. I'm so excited for next week. Yes, next week. Next week, we will be counting down our top ten. And those will be out where? On offshelf.net. I'm yes. switching it around, doing our third daddy first. Um, <laughs> offshelf.net. Check it out. Great interviews and columns over there and all of its contributors, including me and Kevin. We'll have our top ten lists up there of our favorite albums of the year. And then we'll be counting them down on the podcast next Friday. Listen, I'll tease this. I compared one of the bands on my list to Michael Jordan, and it was it was a great comparison, and it will anger anyone who reads it. I can't wait to hear that. Yeah. To read it and to hear your defense of it here on this podcast next week. Yeah, I'm excited. I showed it to Annie, and she's like, this is ridiculous, but it's actually well-written. <laughs> and we're a Planet Ant podcast, powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetant.com. Go see a show if you live in the Michigan area. Check them out. And you can find us online at Best Song Ever Pod on all social media. You can find me at Indie Darling Music. I did a cover of People Are Toys To You by Joanna Sternberg. That will be out. So you can check that out. As well as I have a new song coming out next Friday. Um, and then You, you got an follow... album coming out next year. It's, it's looking up year. already. There you go. Um, so yeah, you can look out for that. And that's going to do it for us this week. As always, I'm Luke Clement saying, you better check your perspective. And I'm Kevin Connor saying, go ahead, chase those waterfalls. This is the best song ever. Best of 2023, part one, done. Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better Jokes are clever and the tunes are cool It's worth This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.